Hello, everybody. How are you doing? And welcome to the Focus on Greatness podcast. I'm your host, Hiram. And on this platform, we make sure that men are helping men redefine greatness for service. And one of the things that we're going to do today is stay in that vein of helping. I believe that we are in a time where men are really wanting to, I would say, break out. Um, And what I mean by break out is start to be able to redefine or really talk about this context of our feelings. And so through this conversation on today, I have someone on that I believe is going to help us to unlock some things, some open up some ways that we can be able to express ourselves in the right way. Now, before we jump in and before we dive into this conversation, do me a favor, Make sure that you are sharing this with family, with friends. I want you to send this to your uncle. I want you to send this to your cousins, your brothers. I need you to be able to send this to as many men as possible because I believe that this conversation is really going to be life-changing. I know I said it. It's going to be life-changing. And I don't want you to miss out on this conversation. But also, I know I have some women that sneak in every now and again and listen. You need to pay attention as well because these are tools that really can help as surely if you're a spouse or you're a mom, you can be able to start helping and putting these tools to work and being able to help us as men unlock these feelings. I remember when I was first looking at starting my podcast, one of the things that I was looking for was a cost efficient place that I can be able to do what I was dreaming and doing with Anchor. I found that I found a free platform that can be able to give me the tools to make sure that my podcast sound good from edits to music to different other things, variety of things that can be able to assist me to make sure that I had a professional sound podcast. But then also one of the things I found that I loved uh, when I started to use Anchor was they have various of different places that they are able to distribute my podcast from professional places like Spotify or Apple Podcasts and many, many more. Now, with this, the thing that I'm I love to do is because I might not do it in my house or might need to do it in my car. So I'm able to use record on my cell phone. I'm able to record on my tablet or even my computer. So for you to be able to do this as the podcaster, you need to make sure that you download the app to your phone, to your tablet. You can do it on an Android or on an Apple product. But also, if you want to be able to access it on your computer, you have to go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, anchor is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Welcome to the team. So. With no more delay, I want you to do me a favor, throw some love into the comments. For those that are watching this live, throw some hearts and some emojis, put a thumbs up for those that are driving in your car or you're exercising, just, just throw your hands up just a little bit. It don't have to be too distracting, but I want you to welcome the person that's going to help unlock our feelings today, Benjamin Yeh. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great. It's such a pleasure to be here, Hiram. I'm grateful to be able to have you on Um, and being very honest, I can't wait to jump into this conversation uh, more in depth. So before we do that, do me a favor, introduce to your introduce yourself um, to everyone that is listening and watching, and then we'll go from there. Sure. Happy to. 
Uh, so my name is Benjamin Ye, and I'm a business and transformation coach. And so who I primarily work with are folks that are either entrepreneurs or working professionals that just feel stuck in life, right? Whether they might be going through a midlife crisis, they might be going through a career crisis, might be going through a purpose crisis. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they've hit a wall and they don't know how to get around it. And so what I do is I really try to understand, first through a conversation, what are the language they're using? What is the belief system as well as their limiting beliefs that they might have? And through that, to truly try to get where the root causes might be emotionally, energetically, through language that they have, because you know our inner world really amplifies how our outer world transpires, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, yeah. And so this is, this is really my third chapter of my career. You know, if I look back, my first chapter started as a real estate consultant. So went to grad school for hospitality real estate. So I was in the, um, as a consultant, lived out of a suitcase for about four years. <laughs> um, essentially, you know, sometimes I forget which time zone I'm in, mm-hmm. but um, started on that path. And then my second chapter of my career was working for an investment officer for mm. a family office. So a family office is just a fancy word for a investment team for high net worth individuals. And so I happened to be working for a couple that I know their family built their wealth in the restaurant business. Mm-hmm. And so, right. you know, they generate, I mean, they're they're a Force 500 family. And through that, all the money they generated in a restaurant, we invested on their behalf. So we bought a lot of real estate, invested mm-hmm. in companies. And so in my seven-year span in that role, I mean, I got to see so many different people that are from startup to mid-sized companies to funds, you know, mm-hmm. on top of real estate. And, and I really got to just see, wow, there's a lot of different growing pains in different stages. But some of the commonalities, whenever there's people, there's drama and conflict. Right. Some of the problems are just, you know, masked in a different way. And through being an advisor for startups um, and working with entrepreneurs, I realized over time there's some really uh, underlining consistent problems that might, that might show up. And you know, our, our, the founders of that we worked for, they were really big on self-development. So mm-hmm. you know, I've taken Tony Robbins as well as um, Landmark Education. And so in this journey of, of inner work and self-development, it really planted a seed of, okay, as I'm coaching people, as I'm coaching entrepreneurs and professionals, you know, I, it, there's, there's a yin and yang in things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and I felt myself that where I really resonate with is really in that middle lane between being 100% logic versus completely spiritual. Right. There's a space in between that. And, mm-hmm. and that's really what led to my third chapter where, you know, I left that position because I, I had, I had this dream mm-hmm. after being a father, having our, you know, my wife gave birth to our first child. Mm-hmm. It, it was, it was really the, the start of, of my path in, in where I am today. And so if I can share what, what happened was it was, after we got married, so I met my wife at work, right? She was in okay. HR. I was in the family. You know, I was uh, technically in a different company. But mm-hmm. um, on maternity leave, 
I was forced to turn off my BlackBerry. <laughs> so I couldn't check my email even if I wanted to. <laughs> right. And I remember I was um, laying in bed next to my wife and uh, it was like maybe the second or third week after our, our son was born. And I was staring at the ceiling and I had this vision. And this vision that I got was, wow, I'm seeing, and at the time we were living in an apartment, but mm-hmm. I'm seeing us in a front yard of a house and there's two kids running around and it, on the outer the vision of it, it seemed like we were very happy, right? The family's happy and playing. But what was very odd was as I'm playing this, through this vision, I was feeling empty inside. I wasn't mm. feeling happy. And I was like, wait, why am I not feeling the same level of happiness mm-hmm. on the inside as I'm playing out this vision that I'm seeing mm. you know, in my mind? And right. that was my first early glimpse of realizing, okay, maybe the path that I'm on is not fulfilling my soul's path that I'm yearning for. Mm, yeah. And it yeah. wasn't until a few years later where I took that leap of faith and I decided to, to leave that position to embark on my entrepreneur journey, but also ultimately lead to my coaching practice and also my podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, and I'm, I am glad that, uh, I'll say this, I'm glad that you took the leap. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, not only am I glad that you get, you know, you gained all the wisdom and things, but I'm glad that you took the leap because now you're helping people be able to deal with different internal issues um, and allowing them to now become free and now be able to experience what you saw in your dream. They're ab- actually now able to experience that in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm I'm grateful that you that you took that leap and that you took that step to to now do what you're doing now. No, thank you. Yeah, you know, and that's really interesting because the choice of word just says taking that leap. I mean, at the time, what I felt like was I'm jumping off the airplane. I don't have a parachute. <laughs> I'll try to fight. I'll try to create one as on my way down, right? Right. And, and if you really think about it, a lot of that's just in our minds, right? Yeah. It's a giant yeah. leap of faith. And, and when, I'm, when I'm coaching my clients, it's like, look, wherever you feel stuck, it's because you have this perception that it's a giant leap of faith. Yeah. But if you really dig into it, if you figure out what is belief that or limiting belief that you hold on to that's giving you that perception, well, mm-hmm. if you make some certain tweaks, if you change your vocabulary and you really feel it and believe it, maybe that leap of faith turns into a jump of faith. Mm-hmm. Okay, then it doesn't seem as scary anymore, right? Right. And then if you're yeah. with further validation of, of really understanding what's true to you, hey, maybe it's just a step of faith. And it becomes, if it becomes a step of faith, then guess what? You're more likely to increase your chances of taking that step, right. taking action. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that. Um, I want to I wanted, uh, kind of ask you a question. While you were going through, I would say, these, these different stages, um, and surely your last stage when, you know, as you said, you, you made this jump into what you're doing now and being able to help people. How were you able to deal? Because I know that that comes with surely when you're talking about, you know, stepping into the entrepreneurial world and having a family that comes with some internal stress and the different feelings that all of that comes with. How did you deal with that as well as how are you training or teaching the men that you're helping? How do you help them to be able to deal with those feelings and stress points? You know, I'll I'll say this. 
I think it's because of the fact that when I did work for that for that family office, mm-hmm. um, just to give you some context, within seven years, I, my, me and my team probably deployed well over a billion dollars. Wow, that's a lot of money, right? Yeah. And 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 what I've learned in my in my journey is that also money is just energy. Mm. And when I'm dealing with their startup trying to raise their first hundred thousand versus, you know, hundreds of millions of dollar funds, whatever it may be, or anything in between, mm-hmm. different stages have different energy. And do you are you able to do you have the quote unquote container to be able to mm-hmm. hold that energy? Okay. Right? Yeah. And and when I'm able to see the different stages, I'm able to relate. So when someone tells me they're going through this, they're they're they they they're breaking you know the the six figure market and now they're million dollar business. How do I grow to five million? How do I grow from five to ten? I, mm-hmm. I've seen it through all different lenses because I've gone through it. I've I've seen, and you know what works and what doesn't. And when I'm able to experience that, I can at least relate to it. And I'm able to share with them, hey, you might be feeling this, mm-hmm. you, but maybe because your perception of it is. X, Y, Z, what happens if you change it to A, B, and C? Yeah, yeah. And so it really boils down to perception, but really also the mindset. Your mm-hmm. inner world magnifies what's happening in your outer world. What you're experiencing today is because of whatever seeds you've been planting years ago. Wow. Whatever you're feeding, right? And so, and so when I'm coaching my clients, I, what I'll say is this, you know, I'm, I'm not the type of coach where, for example, you know, there might be some programs out there where it's like, yeah, do this and it's guaranteed to you know, build your business for seven figures, right? Mm-hmm. By this mm-hmm. framework. And it's like, well, reality is, is everyone's taking different tests. If yeah. you, you look over and look at someone else's answer, it might not be applicable to you because you're taking a different test than they are. Right. right? That's true. What works for yeah. one person might not be working for you. And, and so what I, what, I go, um, what I go back to is... There's two analogies I'll share. One is the car analogy. Okay. Everyone's focusing on a faster car. I want to upgrade my car to a Ferrari, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what I tell them is, hey, it doesn't, it's never about the car. Because at the end of the day, if you're holding on to limiting beliefs, what I call, you know, 10,000 pound luggages in your, in your trunk, mm-hmm. by letting go of that, in essence, it's going to make you go faster. Hmm. Right? Wow. What are you holding onto that's ho- dragging and holding you back? Because if you let that go, even if you upgrade from a Camry to a Ferrari, guess what? That luggage comes with you, whether you like it or not. Right. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> and so it's about the driver, it's never about the vehicle. Mm. Right. The other yeah. analogy I, I, I share as well is you know, everyone wants the fruit. God, I want to eat. I want the fruit today. Right. We've got yeah. the responsibility and stuff. And it's like, wait. I understand that, but what are the basics of it? It's about the soil, it's about the water, it's about the sun. Where you are rooted in, the soil and the environment that you're in mm-hmm. impacts your surrounding, how you're going to grow. Yeah. Are, you, are you having a daily habit of watering your mind, of nurturing yourself to get the mm-hmm. nutrients so that you can grow? Are you getting the right sun rays that actually feeds your soul? That makes you feel fulfilled because you focus on the soil, the water, and sun. At the end of the day, the fruit's going to come. It's a matter yeah. of time. 
it's a school of farming. It's not a school of just picking fruits. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and you start thinking through that paradigm. Mm-hmm. That's when I was saying before, the leap of faith starts slowly transition to maybe it's just a jump. Maybe it's just a step. Yeah. And then you make it more digestible for you to actually take action. I like this. I, I've been, I'm telling you, this is so helpful because again, really this aspect of like you're sharing is, is really what we're having to really focus on is the internal. Um, and as we deal with the internal pieces, like you said, our internal will then reflect or outwardly reflect on what we see our surroundings and the things that we're having. Um, and I think Surely sometimes as, you know, as men, we focus more on the external things, you know, the things that we can have, the cars or whatever those external things might be, um, because we don't and we don't majority of the time don't deal with the internal pieces. Mm. So can you give us some insight on how do we start? Let's just use I, I, I love the analogy that you gave in reference to um, we're wanting fruit, but we got to deal with the dirt. We got to look at the sun, you know, those different pieces. So how do we start dealing with this aspect of, you know, nurturing the dirt enough, the feelings mm. enough, internal enough that we can start seeing the type of results that we're actually expecting to happen in our lives? Absolutely. Absolutely. So let me zoom out and share with you this because it, like I said, it boils down to perception and mindset, Mm -hmm. right? And so, so what I share in my podcast, which is called Boom Vision, I call the three core pillars because the whole premise of the podcast is really how do we build a stronger and healthier mind, body, and soul? Mm -hmm. The thing is, is that when you typically hear mind, body, and soul, usually the first word association is you'll think of yoga. Right, which is a great form to really get you into start doing inner work, right? But it's not mm-hmm. the only way. It's not the right. only way. And and what I realized through my journey is that in order to activate and strengthen your own mindset, mm-hmm. it's what I say. It's it boils down to three core pillars. Okay, and those yeah. three things is imagination, voice, and intuition. Mm. Imagination, voice, and intuition. That's episode two, three, four of of. Of my episode. And so what is imagination, voice, and intuition? Hmm. Imagination is what you see mentally. Okay. The voice, your inner voice is what you hear mentally. Hmm. Your intuition is what you feel mentally. What you see, what you hear, what you feel completely magnifies not only your inner world, but your outer world. Wow. And so, and so when you're saying about what are the tools to be able to actually embark on this desire to change, Mm-hmm. Are you going into your mental gym, right? If we go to the physical gym, if you want to work on your cardio, if you want to work on building muscle, you know exactly which routine you've got, right? Right, right. But what's the mental gym? What's the what's the dumbbell you have to pick up to work on your imagination, your voice, mm-hmm. and your intuition, right? And so what I walk through on the exercises in my podcast is that, okay, for example, your imagination. Mm-hmm. When you're imagining is the canvas you're using on an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper or is your canvas your world? Right. How expansive is it? Right. Right. Do you even yeah. exercise on exercising your imagination? What is inner voice? The inner voice is that negativity, right? It's, it's that I can't, what are you doing? Yeah. You're not a speaker. Oh, all, all these voices are running ahead. And guess what? It's not you. 
Don't mm-hmm. beat yourself up for it. It's not you. It's programming, right? Science mm-hmm. says that five percent of our day is run by our conscious mind, our physical conscious mind. Our ninety-five percent of our day is run by our subconscious mind, right? And an example I give is, for example, and I've done this more than once, mm-hmm. more than I can care to count. But I could be driving down a street, and it happened to be the same street as you know, on on a, on a way to um, drop off or pick up my my, my kids. But okay. I'm actually going to the market. And if I'm deep in thought or I'm listening to a podcast, whatever it is, mm-hmm. I'm going to be on autopilot. I'll take the turn as if I'm going to pick up my kids, but really the market's you know, it's the right turn instead of the left. And I'll yeah. miss it. And it's like, yeah. oh, God, I missed the thing because I was just on autopilot. Like, have you ever done that before, Iron? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when we're deep in thought because our, when we're active in our conscious mind, what mm-hmm. happens is automatically our autopilot, our subconscious overrides our actions. And we do that more often than we care to admit. Yeah. And so our subconscious, what I call is SOS, subconscious operating system. We get our programming when we're really young from zero to seven. Mm-hmm. When, we're, when we're babies, when we're toddlers, our, we're, it's all about input. Okay, so what's the language from observation? What are our parents saying? What is our family saying? What's our surrounding? What's our soil saying, right? Mm-hmm. And as a child, and, and it made me, in this journey, it made me be more aware of what words I use in front of my, my kids. But, mm-hmm. you know, when, 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 our, when, our, when my son started walking, it's like, his head's like a tank. You'll just find every corner of the table, right? <laughs> and, and what happens is like, you know, he might be about to hit it, um, his head on a corner mm-hmm. and I'll go like, no, 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 no. Don't do that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? I just said four no's. Mm-hmm. And so... If you're seeing more no's than yes, then you're right. going to see the world because of your subconscious programming, your SOS, you're going to see it half empty rather than half full. Kind of true. Yeah. And so if you think about where you are and kind of inner voice you have, is it your worst critic or is it your best cheerleader? Mm. More likely than not, it might be your worst critic. Right. So how do you change that programming? How do you change your SOS? You have to have that awareness first, right? Yeah. And then your yeah. intuition. Oh, this is a big one because intuition deals with being able to feel. Mm-hmm. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, one of, one of the topics we talked about before for this is that how do people and men feel more, right? Right. Yep. And, and, and this is where I share a concept is what I call the internal alternator. So are you a car guy? Uh, I'm not. not. I'm yeah, not. I'm not. Yeah, so, so not one really. reason why I ask that is that <laughs> in the mechanics of a car, there mm-hmm. is a uh, there's a piece of it called the alternator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the alternator is a very important piece because what it does is it converts mechanical energy into electrical energy. Mm-hmm. So, if you ever, for example, um, this is old school, right? I'm not talking about Teslas and whatnot, but right. back then when you had a car, let's say uh, you left a light on. Mm-hmm. Battery's about to drain. It's hard for it to, to, to turn on. Right. You know, back then, my parents would be like, oh, just drive it around a block for a bit to recharge a battery. I never mm-hmm. understood why. It's because right. of the alternator. The alternator mm-hmm. converts mechanical energy into electric energy. So it basically constantly mm-hmm. recharges your battery so that it keeps running it, mm-hmm. you know, and be able to power all the functions of a car. Okay. 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 Well, our emotions is also energy. And what I call the internal alternator is that that's what converts your emotions and energy in terms in terms of what is signaling to your body. Right. Right. Or is if you're not if you're shut down and you don't feel, 
that's like shutting down your IA. Your internal alternator is not working properly. Wow. And when you shut, and when you're not, and when you're like locking it up in the closet, it doesn't mean it's it, it disappears. You're suppressing it, right? right. It, it's it's, right. it's blocked away some part of your mind. It's going to want to surface. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so part of it, you know, and, and I shared my personal story of, you know, because it depends on your culture, it depends on your family background and what mm-hmm. emotions mm-hmm. and feelings are. But, you know, the story I share was uh, back in junior high, I had this crush on this girl that was like Miss Popular. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to call, I, I call her, you know, Mary, that's not her real name, but you know, let's, right. say, let's say her name was Mary, right? I had the biggest crush on Mary. And to make a long story short, what happened was she caught whiff of it. She wrote me this love letter, handed it during one of the, the recesses, opened up saying, hey, I, you know, something to effect of like, hey, I heard you like me. I like you too. Why don't we go on a date? I thought mm-hmm. it was real. But the, but the date that she asked, I wasn't available. So I was like, hey, can we, you know, you know pick another different date? Right. I was all happy and giddy. But then later on, a few days later, I got another note from a bunch of guys folded up in a paper airplane. What the heck is this? Right. And mm-hmm. I opened it up and it was like, Hey, you know, and it was, it was from Mary. It's like, Hey, I heard Ben, I heard you like me. I like you too. Same thing like that. But it just looked really weird. The handwriting was off. I was like, what is right. going on? Yeah. And I looked up, everyone around me was laughing. Mm-hmm. What the hell is mm-hmm. this? Right. right. I remember my mom picked me up. <laughs> I was in tears, but I was trying to hold it back. And my mom knew something was up. I was like, Hey, does this go home? And what I later on found out was that this girl found out that I liked her mm-hmm. and would decide to pull a prank because she was going to you know, basically um, stood me up. But the whole wow. class found out. And so one of the PE classes, they wrote this to kind of go in on a gag. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why? You know, kids in junior high are so mean, right? <laughs> why do this? And, and I remember taking that letter, going out to the street, mm-hmm. burning it. And as I was standing in the street, I told myself at that point, then I will never let you get hurt like this again. Wow. And what I didn't realize until much later is that I made a commitment. This, I think this is my ego protecting me. I said, mm-hmm. hey, I will never let you feel that pain again. So guess mm-hmm. what? I'm going to have an on and off switch on your IA, your internal alternator. Wow. Anytime it comes to a relationship where I feel like I'm going to get hurt, off. Just mm. don't hold. This is a, it's my, it's my defense mechanism, right? Right. I didn't yeah. want to feel, but yeah. when you don't feel the byproduct of not being able to feel is that you cannot tap into your intuition. I don't know if you've experienced this, Hiram, but Ooh. in your career, in my career, in business and everything, there's mm-hmm. certain decisions you make. Logically, it might make sense. Mm-hmm. But your gut feeling, your intuition is telling you something else. And then yeah. what happens later on is like, oh my God, if I listen to my gut feeling, that was totally the right call. Right. Have you ever, ever had that? Mm-hmm. Yep. But, yep. But the thing is, is like, do we learn from it the right way in that, do we listen to our intuition or are we trying mm-hmm. to just make better decisions? Yeah. And if you don't allow yourself to feel, if you don't let what I'm saying, your internal alternator to flow freely, you're going to always be in this stage of not being able to trust this. I'm an inner voice and negativity talking, or is I'm mm-hmm. intuition, which one's which you got to right. be able to establish that communication. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. it, you know, and, and, and the thing is, you know, there's, there's a Albert Einstein quote, energy mm-hmm. cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be changed 
from one form to another. Mm. Emotional energy, emotional energy works the same way. Yeah. And that's why I came with this concept of internal alternator. It's like, hey, what part of you needs to heal for you to really start feeling? Because when you start feeling, a whole different world opens up for you. You're going to yeah. be able to get into the flow. You're going to be able to really tap into your intuition to help make you, to help give you a better guidance. And now I call intuition, another way I call it, mm-hmm. it's your soul GPS. It's your soul like GPS, it. right? Going back yeah. to the car, yeah. you're a driver yeah. of your car. Your mind is a driver of your physical body, your car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your intuition is yeah. basically your soul GPS. It's, are you veering off course? Are you going to be able to course correct? It's really subtle. It's never really, it's never emotionally charged, but are you able to tap into your gut feeling? doesn't matter what religion you're in. You could call yeah. it gut feeling. It's just, it's called God feeling, feeling for a reason, right? right. You've got to let the feelings flow because if you don't, if you don't have your IA flowing freely, you're only going to be running this world in your conscious mind. Yeah. And we already know that majority of our actions is operated by our subconscious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so for the men that are listening to this conversation, I, I want you to be able to hear something. Because again, just like Ben said, your scenario or your picture might not be what he just explained that he went through. Yours might be something, um, you know, as as simple as when you remember crying or having an emotional scenario, somebody told you not to have that. Somebody might have said, you know, no, it's not okay for you to cry or, you know, or the statements that we majority of a lot of men here is, you know, men don't cry. Big boys don't cry. So you learn this context of being able to suppress how you're feeling in that moment. And there's like you said, there's a mental lock that when this feeling comes or when this situation happens, automatically that lock says, yeah, we don't go through that door. Yeah, we don't express that. We we don't deal with that. Um, so, Ben, I want to ask this question because I want to be able to help whatever man is listening and that needs to hear this key. What did you do to unlock that piece that you set for your own self when you said, I'm not going to allow myself to feel this way again or get hurt in this manner What did you do? What steps or things did you do to be able to unlock that to where now you're able to have, uh, you know, the type of relationship, the marriage and all of the things that you're enjoying in your personal life? What did you do to unlock that? Great question. Uh, So I'll share this. It's what I call the CAL method, the C-A-L method. Okay. So what CAL stands for is C stands for calming. A stands for awareness. L stands for language. So mm-hmm. let, me walk, let me walk through the steps. So calming. Whatever it takes for you to be able to what I call quiet the wind tunnel. Okay. okay. So what do I mean by wind tunnel? The, the story I shared before is, you know, I used to go to a uh, university up in the Bay Area and in Fishman's Wharf uh, in San Francisco, they had this like arcade where you know some of the machines was was outside on the pier, and mm. they had this game where it's like a it's like a wind tunnel. It's one okay. of those things where it's like a chamber, and there's like high winds, and you're trying to like grab as much paper when the wind starts turning around, right? Yes. And, uh-huh. and yeah. so you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. And so I, I remember watching that game, and and 
And so what I mean by quiet to wind tunnel is that when we jump and start our day, when we're going through the day, our mind is constantly racing. We got 20 dozen different things going on in our mind. It's like yeah. a wind tunnel is turned on. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to be able to get the clarity and that's the thought. That's the solution I need when your wind tunnel is on. So how do you mm-hmm. quiet it? So C stands for calming. Whichever okay. method works for you, either that's meditation, either that's going for a run, something mm-hmm. that's in repetition to really quiet your mind so that the wind tunnels turn off, thoughts float gently down to ground, and then you get that mm-hmm. clarity and a space to be able to start asking questions and getting the right answers, right? right. So, yeah. so okay. find an exercise that calms you, Okay. Next step, A, is awareness. What are you feeling in that moment? What's been bothering you? What is, what is that inner child that was not able to express yourself because you might have been in an environment where someone has told you, hey, man up, don't yeah. cry, don't feel. Yeah. Does that really help? Because emotions, you know, have you seen that movie? Um, it was a Pixar movie with, uh, what you call it, uh, Inside Out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? You got all yep. the different emotions that are, you know, that are basically controlling your dashboards uh, uh, yeah. up in your head. Emotions are like inner child. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like, for example, I mean, we're, we're both fathers, right? And yes. so I know you have two sons. I've got a son and daughter. And, and my, you know, my young kids, when they want to express themselves, if you start putting on headsets, if you start, you know, if you just lock them up uh, in their room, what happens is they'll pound on a door. Right. They need to express themselves and, and need to be heard, right? Yeah. That's the same thing with your emotions. If you need to let that emotion out, whether it needs to be, whether it, you need to cry, whether you need to feel, you have to feel through it for it to feel like it's being understood. So yeah. when you're calming, the awareness is what part of you do you feel has been locked up that just needs to express? Yeah. And talk to it like as if you're talking to your mm. eight-year-old inner child. Wow. What's, what are you feeling? Why do you feel that way? I'm here for you. I get it. It sucks. I get yeah. it. But just feel mm. through it. Let me give you a big bear hug. Like, why? No. Why do you feel yeah. that way? And I just, I'm just here for you. And when it can express itself, Mm-hmm. That'll give you the insight of why is it that you held on to that belief or that feeling, but also letting that outlet because then yeah. you're letting it pass through. You're not holding up to it, right? Yeah. yeah. What, you, what you resist persists. What you persist mm-hmm. exists. It's going to be always in you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you just got to let it and got to let it flow. Right. right? And, then, and then with that, the last step is L, language. What's the language you use when you? What's the language you use when you talk about that incident? When you talk to yourself, do you say "I can't"? Do you say "I won't"? I don't mm-hmm. want to feel. Is that even your own language? Was that your yeah. parents? Was that your culture? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, right, right. And it's not your fault. It's not your fault. That was just installing old programming, right? Yeah. If you, if you, if you, if you're still stuck in the 1.0 version of your operating system, your phone, when the latest version is like, you know. Version fifteen, you got upgraded, right? Right, yeah. But what's the yeah. what's the process of upgrading, right? Mm-hmm. Soil, water, sun. Who you surround yourself? 
How are you watering yourself? Are you listening to the Focus on Greatness? Are you listening to other podcasts? Are you listening to Boom Vision? Whatever it is, are you doing daily habits to nurture yourself? And are you doing things that fulfill you? Right? It's all baby stuff. You don't have to be in day one in a career or in a business that's already in fulfillment. It takes a process to get to that clarity, right? Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. is there anything, hobbies, whatever it is that bring joy in your life? Because those are those are cues in terms of what makes your soul feel lit, and you yeah. gotta be able to give yourself the space to explore and to take action. I I I love this C A L. I love this, and I want for the men that are hearing this, and I'm thinking even about myself while you're while you're talking and giving this this context because. Like you said, surely the you're talking about sea calming. It sometimes is very difficult to calm um, because we we do we have a lot of things that are blowing towards us, um, thoughts, responsibilities. Uh, you know, thinking about our family and just all the different things that come. You know, in this world of just being a man in general is 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 a lot, and sometimes it is difficult to just calm down. Um, just relax, relax your mental, relax your mind, get some form of clarity. And so I would push whoever this is for that really does need this. And I believe it's a lot of men that really need to hear this. Find that way to get that place of calm. Like you said, if it's, if it's exercising, some men that does something for them mentally, it just allows them to just breathe if it's just taking a walk if it's um i'm a music person as well so if it's just listening to some classical music i love me some classical music just something to be able to calm bring your bring you calmness so that you can have clarity but i love this aspect of the a because talking to that person uh is sometimes very difficult to do Mm. um you know, they, they make this statement in reference to in every man, there's still a little boy in every woman, there's still this little girl. And so the reality of it is, is in all of us, it's still this little boy that is either crying inside, asking to be able to express themselves, um, holding some form of pain, um, wanting to still be seen, uh, you know, wanting somebody to accept them. You know, it's all of those internal emotions but like you said, having the conversation with your with that person in you that has now that you want to free, that being honest, reality is you probably always wanted to free. You've always felt this expression and this feeling of, you know, like you said, the little child knocking at the door. Please let me out. Please yeah. allow me to express it. And I want to be able to say this part because I think it's important too, Ben, is it's not not manly, mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense, to be 100%. able to do this. It doesn't make 100%. you less of a man to be able to deal with the internal. It, it, it makes you really more of a stronger man for the aspect of now you are balancing yourself. You're allowing yourself to be able to extend the full strength of who you are um, and then finding the way to be able to express it in the correct way you have to talk with the little boy inside. And um, and again, being able to figure out what that language is. What is the thing that you need to talk to yourself about? 
Um, I would even go to dare to take this next step of saying, write down the things that you know you say to yourself that keep you locked down and, and reverse those conversations. Mm-hmm. If it's, I, like you said, if it's, I can't do this, I can't express this, I can't feel, no, I can, I yep. can do that. I have the a pos- the ability to be able to do this. I can achieve this. I can go after this and and change that narrative through, like you said, through the CAL, through the, surely for this language, change that narrative for yourself so that then you can unlock this piece. Because just like you stated, Ben, unlocking this emotional part, it unlocks whole much more. It was a whole new world. It's a whole new world when you get that freedom to be able to actually unlock and be able to feel the way that you're supposed to feel. Um, and so I'm, I'm this this conversation for me, Ben, has been is exciting. It's great. Um, <laughs> Can I add something it, too to that? Yeah, please do. Yes. Yeah. So I so episode two, three, four talks about inner voice, imagination, and intuition. So okay. and that's on my Boom Vision podcast, and I walk through the Cal Myth in each of them. But one thing I want to point out on what you mentioned about journaling, absolutely mm-hmm. powerful if you do it the right way. Journaling right. itself to have the awareness, what are the language I'm using? Do I say yeah. I can't more, more, more often than I can? And if mm-hmm. you write it down, you're going to start seeing a pattern. Oh my God, I do say that about myself a lot, right? If something, you know, and, and that might stem from not nurturing that self-love, not nurturing that self-confidence. Yeah. And the way you can change that programming, I'll give you two examples. One example mm. is the power, the power of I am. Mm. If I mm. am, if I'm not a speaker, well, guess what? If you change the narrative and saying, I am a speaker, yeah. two, things, certain things starts happening. Yeah. What does I am stand for? How I mm. break it down. I am, I am. Mm-hmm. I stands for intention. A stands for action. M mm. stands for manifest. Mm. If I have the right intention, if I take action by expressing and saying that I am this, guess what? Then you're really starting to manifest what it is, the new way of being that you want to be. Yeah. So the language you can say instead of I can't is saying I am. It's very powerful if you feel it. So you got to yeah. be able to feel those words you're saying. And you might not because you might... but. But that's where the soil, what are you listening to? You know, if mm-hmm. you want to have more confidence, you know, I actually have a free playlist of confidence, power, you know, things that, that can really help move your soul, right? Mm-hmm. You got to be mm-hmm. able to immerse yourself to know what that feeling feels like. Yeah. And then the second example being by changing language. Back, you know, w- whether it's my employee or my second chapter when I was an investment officer, mm-hmm. I just felt like I was constantly putting out fires. Mm. Just, right, like in business, you're an entrepreneur. You're always every day just putting out fires, right? <laughs> right, right. And, and if when people tell me, "How's your day?" Oh man, it's just I feel like I'm just putting out fires. Mm. I caught myself in saying that, and I stopped saying that now. Mm-hmm. I'm never putting out fires because you know, and, and, and here's why: when, when my when my kids doing something, and it's like, "Wow, you're a great problem solver." Mm. That's very similar to saying you're putting out fire. So yeah. what I say, and, and I noticed my wife was saying that. I said, like, "Hey, let's change the language." Mm-hmm. Rather than telling my kids you're a good problem solver, we don't use that vocabulary in our household. We yeah. say you're a great solution creator. Mm, Why like is that. that? Why is that? Because if I'm really good at solving problems, 
well, crap, problems keep coming to me. Yeah. <laughs> what? That is yeah. heavy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> because, you know, the universe and, and God and universe is telling you you're really got some problems. Let me throw right. bigger problems at you. Yeah. I don't want that. But if I'm a solution creator, that word, that language, the energy behind it is just lighter. There's more light to it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's those yeah, nuances. It's those nuances. And so that's what I mean by giving you some examples on when you're journaling, writing down, you use I can't more than I can. Mm-hmm. How do you well, I'm gonna say if you flip this flip the script? I am, I am this. Say it. How does it feel? It might feel weird, but don't mm-hmm. let that bother you. You just gotta, you know, be consistent, be persistent, because then it'll be in existence, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's the thing, is, is you gotta understand with the awareness, but the language you're using. And then by doing these exercises, you're slowly reprogramming, upgrading your SOS, mm-hmm. subconscious yeah. operating system, right? I love this. I love this. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you now, Ben, um, you know, I'm going to give you credit for it. Probably the first couple of times I say this, but I will be still in this. I am. I loved this. This, this Perfect. The thought process, the ideal of that. Um, and I think that that is, this is something that is needed. And so for any man that is listening, any person that is listening or watching this, I want you to do me a favor. I'm going to have all of Ben's information in the description. If you're connecting with Ben the way that I am in this conversation, I want to make sure that you are also following him, following his podcast, being a part of these conversations, um, because this is the purpose of this. This is why the focus on greatness are, is men helping men. And we are redefining this thing called greatness. And the way that we help you to be able to tap in is these type of conversations, the, you know, bringing these type of people that I believe give us give us the right type of tools, the insight, the help, um, so that we can be able to be the best version of ourselves And so I want you, if this is connecting with you, I want you to make sure that you are following him and, uh, and then let him know, Hey, I'm, I came from the focus on greatness. I'm a part of that tribe. And I just want to come and support and be a part because again, we are all better together. And we, the collective group of men together, supporting one another, helping one another become better. I think this is the part of this tool. And so again, I'm thankful for, your wisdom, your insight, Ben, that you have brought and the tools that you have given unto so many men as well as myself for us to be able to unlock our feelings and be able to be the best versions of ourselves. Um, So I'm thankful and grateful for it. I do want to ask a question. This is a question that I love to ask every person that comes onto the platform. um, And it goes with uh, what we do here on the Focus on Greatness is is what do you define greatness? When when you think about greatness, what is greatness to you? What do you define that as? Mm-hmm. Great question. Great question. <laughs> How I define greatness is that when you are able to express the power within you when you're in the flow. Wow. When you are able to express the power within you, that's when you're in a flow. And what does it mean by in flow? Everyone has a power within you. Everyone. You've got to believe that. Mm -hmm. Everyone has a power within you. It's just basically, are you going and taking the steps to be able to unlock it? But what I mean by in flow, in flow of your genius, in flow Mm -hmm. of your creativity, in in flow of what lights up your soul. 
when you're in flow and you're able to express that power, greatness is a byproduct. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that, Ben. <laughs> Goodness gracious. See, y'all don't understand. This is I'm, I'll be trying to keep myself composed in these conversations, but Ben, you are... You have so much wisdom, um, and it's it's a lot of also. It's not it's not one of those things where it's so the the wisdom that you're giving is so overwhelming. Um, it's literally where we can be able to. It's so pragmatic for who we are and what we need. And so again, Ben, I, I'm I'm honored that you took some time out uh, to come and just sit and have a conversation with me. And uh, this has been a help for me. And I know it's helping who are all the men that are listening as well as that will, that are watching this. Um, is there anything else that you want to say before um, before we wrap this up? Um, well, first of all, uh, Hiram, the honor is mine. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time and for us to connect. I'm, you know, it's the universe telling us that it's meant to be, and, and I'm very thankful and grateful for it. Yes, sir. The one thing I'll just say is, you know, I, I say this on my podcast, which is. Be kind to yourself, be in the light, be you. And, 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 and what I mean by that is there's a quote that we say in our family, which is embrace who you are, but embody who you want to become. Mm. Embrace who you are, all the, the best of yourself, the worst of yourself, the lightness and darkness. You are who you are. Embrace it. Mm-hmm. But embody who you want to become. You got to be able to see it. Yeah. You gotta be able to feel it. You gotta be able to hear it. And when you can really think and spend the time to really think of a version of yourself that this is who I want to become, and you're able to feel through it. That's why feeling, right, what really gravitated me towards you, mm-hmm. when you feel through it, the act of feeling through the visualization of what you want, guess what? That's the same thing as punching the coordinates in your soul GPS. Take mm-hmm. me there. If you never punch in the address of where you want your body, your intuition to take you, then you're sort of driving around a bit aimlessly, right? Yeah. Yeah. Gotta be able to feel it. And that's why I love the fact that in your tribe and focus to greatness, you focus on how important feeling is. And, Mm -hmm. And for me, why I created my podcast is I didn't hear this type of language out there for me to understand and digest that, oh, okay, I get it, right? Yeah, and that's why I wanted to create it. Like, I just want this to be in the world. I want this to be out there so people can start using it, and then those aha moments, the transformation, it will snowball. It will, it will come if you really understand. If it's relatable, right? Yeah. It, just find a voice that resonate and that vibes with you. You know? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, thank you again, Ben, uh, for coming on, man, and having this conversation. Again, it is, uh, I can't say it enough. It's, it was so much of a help. And, um, and I, again, like I said, I'm going to steal some of your jewels um, and be using it in my everyday conversation uh, so I can be able to communicate that on a normal day to day because I believe what we learn through this conversation is effective and is helpful. Um, so again, I say thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for for coming thank on. You. So thank you everyone for listening as well as for those that are watching this live. I'm so thankful and grateful. You continue to be great and we'll talk to you next time. Talk to y'all later. Bye-bye. I love y'all, man.